Brendan O'Brien and Jordan Freed could not make it this episode, but don't you guys worry. We have a special guest with me, John Manna, who is going to play us a song. Aloha, hello, what's up, what's up? Uh, shout out to LNH Studios, thank you for having me. I am John Manna, y'all are the Free Flyers, and I got a brand new song for you. It's right here, and I'm going to play it. It's called California Love. Tell me. 
flyer. <laughs> Yo, that was awesome. Thank you. Amazing. You guys couldn't see that high five, but we just did it. Um, wow, Donovan, that was great. Thank, Thank you, so you so much, much for starting this off with great, fabulous vibing music we're like digging in already mm -hmm. we're gonna dig more into your background we're gonna dig into the projects you have coming but before we do all that okay let's give you your challenge oh snap oh, <laughs> how nervous are you i'm just slightly nervous <laughs> don't worry i think i'm pretty sure this one's quite easy for you uh shout out to brendan for <laughs> coming up with oh, this yeah. you're going to list okay musical instruments oh i could do that look at that Let's get it. You can shout Do you out. Do have a time period or something? No, it's the entire length of the podcast. Throughout the, all right, so I could just think of something. Yeah, and, and interrupt. Right. Say it uh, whenever you want, okay. and I will tally them. And you're going to, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, people gotcha. have gotten different lists that they've had to That's you know, go That's down. Really and fun. It's We've had quite a range. We have uh, zero. Everyone's a winner, all the way up to, everyone's I think, yeah, everyone's, I think someone did it, uh, just become the new champion. I think they got a hundred, or maybe a little over a hundred, and that was Strains of Weed. Uh, so, how fitting <laughs> for this podcast. So, um, yeah, whenever okay. you, whenever you want to say them. All right, I got you. Ready? Oh, yeah. Go so, on. guitar. Okay. That's what you were just playing. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Seen that first, right, yeah. Right. Uh, keyboard. Good. Can I do keyboard and piano? Or no, no, no. I will count those as two separate ones, All yeah. All right, synthesizer. Mm. Um, then we could do like, oh, a talk box, like a vocoder. Ooh. Ooh. Right? I didn't think of that. That's Mandolin. Ooh, nice. I almost said Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> a mandolin. A sitar. Oh, a love guitar that. and a sitar. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. I'll come back to it later. Cool. Uh, I just... My first question, right? What is your favorite instrument to play? Or mm, what have you played? Oh, voice. You can put voice in there, too. That is an instrument. Um, so, my favorite instrument is the guitar. Um, I'm really tapping into just understanding that, like, the instrument is kind of just, like, a vehicle for, like, expression. And it's really interesting. I've been studying uh, some Victor Wooten stuff. He's like super incredibly Ooh. talented bassist. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, one of his big uh, one of his big like key concepts is just like understanding that like you are the instrument, and like every instrument that you use is just kind of like a vehicle to get your energy out there. Yes. Like you are the the yes. ultimate instrument, and like. Um, you know, I could be an amazing guitar player, but have no idea how to play metal. Yeah, right. And like, that's just because like, I'm the instrument, the guitar isn't if you see like a heavy metal guitar, and you hand it to me, mm. I don't sound like heavy metal right mm -hmm. away, because I'm mm -hmm. the instrument, the guitar is not the instrument. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, both providing I mean, the instrument definitely providing sound and kind of amplifying what is coming through from your brain, actually, mm -hmm. right? Because that was an original song. Mm -hmm. So you wrote that you that's the thing I find very impressive where it's like, how are you able to put out, you know, into chords, you're just making sound. Mm -hmm. But this is stuff that's manifesting in your head. Yeah. And then you have to transfer it 
not on paper, like it's not something visual even, but it's like, how does that, because I'm not an auditory person, oh, <laughs> I'm a visual person, so it's just like, when it transfers and how it translates from one thing to the other, it's impressive. It's just like, oh my God, how did you, because what you're imagining in your head is not going to completely pair up with what is in reality. Right. What it actually, right? Like the initial stages versus the outcome. Right, right. So, so, so you are uh, an artist, a musician, a an audio engineer, mm-hmm. um, and you also are an event coordinator at mm-hmm. uh, Flow State. Correct. That's um, right, that's right. Which we will learn more about. But let's start with your personal journey. So how did you get into music, writing your own music? I mean, you could take that as broad, as specific as you want. Got to. Yeah, so I'll give you like an overview, I guess. So I was, I grew up in New York City and I was really influenced by hip hop, right? Obviously. Mm -hmm. So I was writing raps like when I was like just a young kid, like really young and then like freestyling with people when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15. Um, just to like, you know, just cause it was fun and cause people would like look at you a little bit different. They'd be like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> like you could say like 10 things that make no sense, but you say one thing, yeah. you say one good thing and everybody's like, Oh ah! shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it became like a, a thing like that when I was really young in, in New York. And then, uh, as I grew up, I really started to fall in love with like the production side of things and like taking a classic song from like the 60s and turning it into a hip-hop like banger Mm -hmm. like i came really obsessed with like um engineering and working on the logic and pro tools and i learned some things like that i studied on my own a lot i went to school for music but on my own was where i really got like most out of it i did have some great music teachers though the teacher makes the class the class yo i totally agree with that i totally agree with that yes yeah Yeah, because they're also setting the tone also like how you know they they can get me really excited for something or totally dread it (laughs) like i do not want i don't want to go to organic chemistry (laughs) i majored in biology so i was completely different yeah but you have also because you know teachers in music i mean any kind of teacher has their own kind of creativity Mm -hmm. so you can find like that it's really really cool how they inspire young kids and also Mm -hmm. with what you're doing even being in production and any other person any fan who's heard your stuff inspired them to be like oh wow I've never heard something like that before. Like, oh, wow, I could do something like that. Or, oh, wow, I didn't know I was interested in that. And you just, like, sparked something in my brain. Yeah, I'm so happy you said that because that's something that I realized. And, like, um, another thing, too, is, like, I do, I have taken the step to take this extremely seriously. And this is my life. And that's been for a while now already. And another thing that comes with that is like being an artist in today's day and age there's no excuse not to document these things there's Uh no excuse not to have Uh all of your discography of music like available to share with your biggest fans like you don't have to give stuff away for free but like i'm launching this patreon page where it's like you know people who are supporters at any level could get that extra content and like if you are inspired by like what i do like i have videos breaking down step by step like how i wrote that song california love how it's a study about the e minor seven chord and like oh that's so neat and like real quick I'll, i'll show you so like i wrote three songs in the last month or two months and they all center around a similar chord structure it's really cool but they all make you feel different so just real quick just tell me how it feels like feel the feelings and 
remember that these all come around the same chord centers. So Okay. Okay. Ooh, that right. one that one's very that does give me elements of romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> romance that's right? a romantic song I wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also like hearing it in your lyrics. That's the, the thing. You pair mm-hmm. up definitely lyrically and also your rhythm yeah. and musically and your like melody with the same like you're attacking different genres, I right? Guess you could and say. different emotions. Emo- emotions, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wanted things. to touch yes. on what you said before about like you translate what's in your mind to the instrument, and that's true. But like what I'm really getting into now and with these songs is letting the instrument lead me. Mm. And it's like I do it's have like this emotion, process. I have this feeling, yes. but the the guitar is like pulling it out of me. Yes. It's like I already have it there, but how does the so right so that sound yeah so that sound (laughs) is a really it's a really romantic song it's like it's called maple story and it's like a romantic song it's like but if you use the same chords and then we turn it into california love it's just like same chord center right there but the feeling is so different it's yes. like badass like yes. you know what i mean yes and then the last one the third song i'm writing is deja vu and it goes like this it's like uh whoa like somber and now we're in a coffee shop just chilling yeah right and like let the guitar tell like, you yeah, yeah, yeah let yeah, the yeah. guitar lead you there yeah but, and keep in mind like that same chord center could sound and feel and pull out different emotions in different ways and so yeah i go over like all that stuff and like share it with the people who are really interested and that's amazing that's fantastic that's a really really cool source for people so i'm assuming your is it correct to assume your process for writing each song is different yeah so how how does it jump out at you uh is there like a theme is there something like where do you catch your that inspiration your creativity like where do you find that next song how does it come to you yeah so letting the instrument talk to you really helps so sometimes you have like like right now with the song deja vu is like I have the whole song planned out, except I have no lyrics for the verse yet. Mm. And sometimes that's how the song shakes out at first. Sometimes you have all the lyrics and you have no music. Sometimes, you know, you just have to wait for the right feeling, the right moment. How long? How long has it been to make one song? Well, it depends. Like, the best songs just happen instantly. Like, California Love, I wrote that song in California on the side of a mountain after I had just had, like a heartbreak and I was booked to perform an event in Hawaii and I got kicked off of the plane like because my mask wasn't like up to the standards that they wanted it because uh, like my mask was too small and it wasn't like uh, over my mouth. Yeah, uh, like one one flight attendant was very um They very... didn't have a mask they could give you? Yeah, they, they gave me a mask and then I put it on and then like at the end of the flight they were like, no, like uh, you have to speak. Like they had a representative from United Airlines like waiting for me in San Francisco when I landed because one, I'm telling you, like all of the other flight attendants were so nice to me and cool, but this one woman was very like, 
adamant wow. about like mm. just he was rude as fuck and I was mm. just trying to be nice and, mm-hmm. but so long story short I was booked to perform in Hawaii and then I got stranded in San Francisco a good friend of mine like took me in um, at the same time I was going through like a lot of struggles with like you know relationship stuff and this and that and just like I was just let myself be free at that moment I was sitting mm. on the side of this mountain like overlooking like this famous ass like statue um in San Jose and it was really beautiful and I was like feeling all these feels and I was like yo like this is like California love meaning like it's like a universal love it's kind of like the love that I'm giving to myself by traveling and by like I'm in California I didn't even plan I didn't even want to be here but I'm here and I love it and that's what that really means and then like you know the the second verse is obviously like a badass like breakup song you know what I mean like, <laughs> isn't that, you, know, you know what I'm saying isn't that funny though that it's the stuff that's unexpected mm-hmm. and unpredictable in life that's some some of the things that give you answers or mm-hmm. clarity at least and you're like yeah I didn't plan for this but I'm just going with it nope, really <laughs> just let it happen <laughs> like because you don't have any other choice really yeah. and like why fight it yeah. that's the motion that's the direction things are going in mm-hmm. um i feel like i i definitely do that where i take a little too much control of certain scenarios mm. and then i'm just like why isn't this working like yeah. why and you just make yourself frustrated and you're just like oh right yeah i should just let it be <laughs> because yeah. like we only have honestly we only have i've been thinking about this a lot least you know recently it's like yeah we only have one life and it's it's always just like, oh, what's my purpose? What am I doing with my time? What's the blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, it It just is. Like, this is just life. You are just doing it. Humans are the basic needs to survive, you know, have sex, <laughs> enjoy yeah. eat, like, just the <laughs> basics. Um, and I feel like sometimes humans also create a lot of their own turmoil. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like, sometimes life sucks. Oh, like, yeah, it's not, right, like, it's not us doing all the negative shit. It's just shit that happens. Yeah, sometimes the cards shake out in a way that's not favorable. Yeah. And, like, I think that what really helps me is, like, understanding that the only thing that I could actually control is my response. And, like, yes. that's so much easier said yes. than, like, done sometimes. But yeah. when you find yourself feeling, like, a type of way, like, that's something that makes me really feel, um, you know, just, like, that, but it's that so true. remembrance is really important mm-hmm. because it's so true. And when you start to remember that and feel like that, like, everything is going to shift. Like, if you remind yourself of these things, it's like saying, like, mantras in the morning or, like, you know, doing breath work or whatever. If yeah. you do it consistently or currently with me with, like, vocal practice on the guitar at the same time and, like, I'm doing these things consistently and then all of a sudden it becomes, like, second nature. So it's the same thing with your thought. Like, um, you know, just, like, reminding yourself that, like, oh, but I feel really sad, but, like, I could just, like, feel it and then get over it. Yeah, yeah, and move past it. Exactly, yeah, and you don't have to solve. That definitely helps you process. Mm -hmm. Um, You you just mentioned breathing exercises, and before you do a show, Mm. or before you record, or what do you, what are... Um, what's a routine that you get yourself in? What's a healthy yeah. thing to either like, you know, uh, get your voice ready mm-hmm. or to, you know, you're practicing with your car, your guitar. What is your 
Yeah, so I uh, a good friend of mine, Brad Hester, uh, he plays in the band Annie in the Water. They're really awesome. They're amazing people. Um, he put me on to some vocal techniques that a vocal coach of his taught him, like, and it was like a vocal health, like vocal repair coach because... He was, he's an incredible singer, and for a little while he was singing with like without the same technique that he uses now. And this technique that they're, that they're teaching me, that I'm teaching myself through the videos that he shared is like amazing. So I mean, I can do like, I can show you really quick. So basically it's like, um, first you like massage your face, rub your face, um, you're gonna, yeah, so we hold do a lot of Do it along at home, do yeah, it, do do it, it at home people, do it along with us. Yeah, right, so you guys know what's going on, I got my palms in my hand on the bottom of my jawline, and I'm pushing slowly downward, like towards the chin. Yo, that helps, because I clench my jaw when I yeah. sleep, so I should be doing uh-huh. this every day. It's understandable, I mean, we hold so much tension here, we don't even Yo, realize until yes. we touch it. Yes, And like, immediately, like, what? Like, my voice is more calm, like my, you know, I feel a little calmer, so mm. then... Um, yeah, just like do this for a while. You want to massage and like open up the face. Then we do like lip trills. Well, first we do like humming. So you want to make like a, a N sound. So just like. Mm-hmm. And remember to like hum from your diaphragm, not from your throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's a lot of really good game that like a lot of interesting stuff, uh, little techniques to help you get there. But I'm giving you the quick version. Then after you do that, you do lip trills and you have, I have a guitar in my hand. You can use like a keyboard or something and you go chromatic. So like one half step at a time from up from a note and you just try to like lip trill, which is kind of like motorboating, you know what mm, I mean? Okay, like with your okay. lips. And then um, you follow the note. So it's like... So when you see like a baby do this, they're really bad. Yeah, they're gonna be a good singer one day. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you slide up, and then you slide up, and then eventually you're gonna do this again and you're gonna sing it. So you're gonna go, uh, um, just with a hum. that all the way up and then you're going to do it again and you're going to do all of the vowels so you're going to oh. sing the vowels yeah so it gets intense and it's like a long warm-up but you feel amazing afterward yeah and you get really in tune with your instrument too like if it's the piano Very or if true. it's yeah. saxophone there you go it's Ooh, that's one. Right, down. right yeah <laughs> i played saxophone for like a half hour <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Brendan also shout out to Brendan who plays the sax. I'm exaggerating. I played it for like three months. It's a beautiful instrument, but damn, that's an instrument, man. That takes, that, I decided that I really need to master the guitar before I take on a saxophone. Yo, uh, I can never do wind instruments. Just yeah. forget it. Nothing. I was able now. to well, run My sister does flute or play uh-huh. flute, yeah. and I just I can't even whistle. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't whistle. If I, I think I can only make sounds when I suck instead of blow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, joking. yo. That's funny. No joke. Yeah. It just doesn't... I have that a very like unique that. whistle. Do you, what, what is your whistle? Now you gotta do it. <laughs> um, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, what do you mean by unique whistle? Now I need to know. 
Wow, That's that awesome. would be a perfect sound effect in like an old mm, like cowboy a western. western. Yeah, yeah the tumbleweeds going <laughs> yeah, across. Yeah, exactly so, my whistle. That's so good. That's <laughs> wow. Yes. So, let's take it to traveling. Okay. You're performing. Mm. You're going to. What are some of the cool places or some yeah. of your favorite places that you've been able to perform at? Awesome. There's been a, a bunch, actually. Recently, I just performed at this awesome place in Brooklyn. Oh, man. It was so much fun out in Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn? Um, it was right over the Williamsburg Bridge, like Fifth Avenue. Ooh. Uh, it was really cool. Mm. Uh, there, It was like a... It was like a warehouse kind of spot, but like Yo, up, I love with the, the upstairs and the downstairs. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, I love it. Like Brooklyn Steel or Terminal Five, yeah. they convert into yeah, exactly, I love those. exactly, yeah. 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 And it was exactly like Terminal Five, and it was really cool. So I performed like at the upstage area. And oh, sweet. Like, yeah, I played guitar, and it was like just the type of vibe where there's just like a ton of people having a great time, and like you're just like. Um, you know, very loud and just rowdy and just fucking <laughs> dancing until 2 a.m. Like, it was great. Wow. So, I had a great time there. Um, so, where else? Oh, I performed in Massachusetts this uh, summer. That was awesome at the Rip the Flip Music Festival. And they had like two different stages and they had like this awesome, um, everything was really awesome. I have like some pictures of it. I'm putting like behind the scenes pictures out. Cool. And um, yeah, so I performed there and did like a 30, a 40 minute set and met a ton of really cool people uh, in Massachusetts. And yeah, it was really interesting. Like campfire conversations and like spinning. Nice spinning where in Massachusetts? Where, uh, it was in Hadley. It was in Hadley, Hadley. Massachusetts. Hmm. That's where it was. Yeah, it was really cool. Okay. Um, that was a nice one. The Flow State Music Festival was great. Um, yeah, so tell me about that. How did that get started? How long has it been going? And yeah, for sure. How strong is it? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? So I had the idea to throw like eco-friendly music festivals when I was in college. And I was in college studying music and communications. Where did you go to college? I went to uh, SUNY Oswego. Okay. Um, Oswego, New York. Upstate mm-hmm. New York. And, um, so I I was all the way to senior year. And then when like COVID had first came out, Mm. they had locked down the music studio and didn't let students use the studio. Mm. So I decided to just go to school online. So I went to school online because that was the whole reason that I really wanted to be there was for the music studio. For music? Online doing music? I know. It was terrible. So I did that for one semester and then I just dropped it entirely. And I took, well, it's okay. Like I do plan to graduate. I plan to go back. No, no, no. I'm just saying that it's unfortunate. Yeah, the timing. Yeah, exactly. For all those other students, including you, like everybody who... Again, stuff we don't plan in yeah, life. No, and like for all courses to be music, that's hard. For sure. That's, and to shout out to like that. all of my classmates that graduated like my year. Like I love you guys. I miss <laughs> you guys. I was like, damn, that's supposed to be me I graduated. <laughs> but I shall, I shall graduate. It's just I decided that, you know, I'm spending a lot of energy, time and putting it all into the computer and to Zoom and like it's just not where I wanna be. So that's when I decided to throw the Flow State Festival. Like, I decided, like, well, I'm going to take all of the stuff I was learning in college because I was planning to throw... It was with my communications classes that I was planning, like, eco-friendly music festivals. That's Mm. exactly what I was planning. I didn't have the name. I didn't have locations. I didn't have bands. I just had the idea. 
Um, so I took all of that information and like translated it into creating it on my own. So we threw two festivals. We had about 100 people each time. Um, the first one was like had a little more people than the second one. But the first one was we were planning it for like months. And then we threw the second festival like a couple weeks after the first festival. They were both like overnight camping um, with like built a main stage. And where was this? Um, the first one was in Stanfordville, New York. Upstate okay. New York, mm-hmm. right? Oh my goodness, it was a wild experience. We had the venue cancel on us like seven days before the event. Wow. Like this big ticketed camping event where we have like over like, I think we had like 75 tickets sold. And like the venue... Was this the fire festival? No, just no I know. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm like, listen, there is no chance that this event is not happening. So what? seven days before the first flow state, if, if that didn't go down, like if I didn't like by the luck that I have and like the great karma that came to me like I don't know how you want to explain it but if that didn't happen it would have been a fire festival type of situation people would have been really pissed I would have been pissed so we I had found um the other venue through Airbnb actually and paid them like a lot of a good amount of money Mm. and I was just like listen here's the money let me throw an event next weekend it took me like days of just texting and messaging and getting no 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 like after no and you know so I found You're a place persistent, though. yeah through the event the first event was great it was we didn't have as much like amenities we didn't have electricity we had like you know porta potties but it was fun and like everybody had a great time like we took care of everybody we had clean water Kangen machines and like we had it's great, old school you're taking yeah. it back like Woodstock times yeah. right like, you this, yes, it's you just all you need is just like you know people water and music yeah that's what <laughs> water we had. is very important yeah know? we and we we were also like advocates of like these like I was talking about breath work so we had like breath work workshops um, oh we had, that's like, good idea. you know that's yoga good. workshops the yoga workshop didn't happen but like we had it on the schedule you know what I'm saying and like yeah. we have the intention for these things so the second time around we were at a bigger location that was in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania that one was so the first event we threw like our stage was like Phenomenal! It was like a three thousand dollars stage for like for the size that we had and for our first festival. Like that was a nice little like chunk that we threw on the stage. And, mm-hmm. You know, in the future, we're looking at we were originally looking at like this huge festival with like ten grand going to the stage and like all these investors and you know things changed and things shook out the way that they shook out and it really turned into like an intentional community gathering mm-hmm. rather than a festival. And mm-hmm. I fucking love that. Like mm-hmm. I'm so like. I couldn't even, like, have planned it if I tried, you know? And, like, I really learned the importance of the music. Like, I knew that the music is important, and I know that it reaches people, but I didn't know that it reached people like that. Like, people who I don't even know at all, now I know, but at the time had no idea who they were, became, like, my best friends. And, like, they're just, like, singing along to, like, every fucking song. And I'm just like, whoa, like, oh, my God. Yeah, but people from different, uh, like whether it's economic status class culture race it doesn't even matter like it's i feel like yeah music is that powerful thing where it binds whatever community Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't like it it is literally magic like it is literally like people are able to just come out with the most bizarre unique super cool things um and it's just and then like uh, random people you've never you know met before and you just feel the vibrations of whatever is happening Mm -hmm. and 
yeah, people just enjoy it. it. It's totally, yeah, a shared experience. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like music fans are like no other fans on the planet. Mm -hmm. They're, They're a special kind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they I do agree. like, especially for people who do know like every lyric to the song and right. remember every single beat and know every single like the back of their hand. It's incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I still don't believe it sometimes. Like I'm so <laughs> thankful, you know. Like and, I'm really happy that pulled through. I'm really yeah, happy that happened. Yeah, good I mean, for you. You know, I had, um, and, and it's just like the way that things are now. I look back on it and I realize that it's all exactly the way it needed to be. But at the mm-hmm. time, man, there were some trying times, and there was some, sure, you know. But sure. I never let myself quit. Like there was the moment. There was the moment for like a split second when I was like, "Wait, maybe this it." And I stopped myself. I'm like, "There's no chance that this is not happening. Like, mm. there is no possible outcome where this event doesn't happen on the date that I planned it." Like. Yeah, being care, a coordinator right? of an entire production, that's that comes with its complexities, right? Yeah, like that's, you have to know how to uh yeah, deal with with things uh just like just problem solving. Mm-hmm. Just pure problem every solving. Every single thing. Like yeah. any and everything and not everybody can do it. It's a lot that's uh, yeah. yeah. I realized it quickly. I mean we were planning it for like four or five months. So like for straight up four months, I was in front of the computer every single day. I wrote every single contract. Like I did every single artist. I did all the talent booking. I like reached out to everybody personally. Like, you know, it's, it's something like I feel really like happy. I went through that experience and like I'm really like happy with the way, like I said, I couldn't have planned it better. Like the way that I was planning and this and that, like was one thing and I didn't obviously I had never thrown something of that scale before so I had an idea of what I wanted it to be like yeah. I didn't have the I didn't have the understanding of what it actually was and like it has its own life and like yeah. I didn't understand that at first and mm. now I've it's so obvious it's so apparent that flow state has a heartbeat like it is its own thing and like I just have to kind of like fan the flames and just allow everybody to express themselves and be free and yeah. that's the whole purpose of the event and like I I had people literally like crying in tears at the end of the event because they didn't want to leave like oh, and it's like I'm, oh, I'm like man. I can't even like start to explain like oh my the, and uh, you know we had like sound healing we had like the breath work the yoga like the beautiful open space in the farms and like not people worried about fucking touching each other or like being like you know like public transportation <laughs> like when you're like next to somebody like yeah, yeah. like none of that like, <laughs> the subway. You know, yeah like no none of that like rubbing shoulders with people that you felt like no feelings of like anything no other discomfort than, no discomfort Everything just like was... super safe and... yeah that's which is very important yeah, because dry, like, definitely... it was a dry event too so we didn't serve alcohol okay yeah we don't serve alcohol and that if you wanted to bring your own alcohol feel free to bring your own alcohol mm-hmm. but like i don't know about next year next year you might not be allowed to bring alcohol but yeah it is right like music yeah. festivals productions whatever very alcohol driven yeah like, that is the yeah. business that no, is like a lot of the selling tickets right which and is, I mean, if anything, too, I'm not necessarily against serving alcohol. I would just regulate it. Like, I would have a set amount of alcohol, and once that's gone, that's gone. 
Mm, you know okay. what I mean? Like, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. down for that. I'd be down. I'd be down. We did that in the first flow state. We served a very small amount of alcohol because, like, it was some of the performers who were friends. They were just like, oh, we got this. And I was like, all right, we can serve it. Yeah. People no, wanted I mean, it. I enjoy alcohol. I'm not shitting on it. It's good and everything. No, for sure. But I, for sure, I would choose right. weed over alcohol. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, like, come on, let's but be then, real. No, but then the second event was totally dry. And the second event being a dry event, like, I did feel the difference and notice the difference. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It was cool. So, uh, what do we have in store for the future mm-hmm. for Flow State or for your personal projects? Yeah, Flow State, Free Flyers. Um, so, I'm planning a live EP recording where I'm going to be playing all my acoustic songs like California Love, Maple Story. By that time, maybe Deja Vu will be written and finished. Um, and then a bunch of my other songs like Morning Coffee, uh, and you know, we're going to do a live EP recording party where we have like, you know, invite only maybe like 30 people, 40 people maximum. And all of my featured artists, like, uh, some people who are on like other songs with me and we're going to mic up the stage and have everything recorded nice and get it mixed down and mixed and mastered. So I'm going to release that as a live EP in the beginning of 2022. So that's coming. I've also been in album mode. I've been working on my album. So those are different songs. So I have 12 other songs that aren't acoustic guitar songs or like electric guitar songs and more like hip hop songs. So I'm looking to drop that album right before Flow State comes. So I'm looking to throw Flow State maybe June, right? The first one again, and then maybe another one in August. So okay. Maybe, okay. maybe one June and one, maybe like a small one in June or like medium size one in July and then a large size one, the big one in August. Am I trying to do something like that? You know, what I also love about that event it is really pulling in local artists. Mm-hmm. Like it's at least people on the East Coast or people like you. I don't know if you have also people who come from Oh, we West, did. West Coast, like, no, we did. We had parts. two okay. people come from North Carolina, actually. Oh, whoa. We had somebody fly from Miami to perform the Flow State from North Carolina, North Carolina again, and then there was one other person from one other place. <laughs> but there's, I don't think there's uh, any, I mean, this is, which I love, that's why this is growing, because there's not a lot of these culture hubs, mm. like a, not, not a lot of these um Look, where you're literally on the pole, you're watching something on the come up and you're just like, oh, wow, like, the, you know, being a part of something and mm. having this community and mm. like meeting all these people. Because I don't know, East Coast is also like fast, 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 like, 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 like this so is right. just sleeping, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, where is the time where you take a beat and you connect with people? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate something like this. Yeah, that's flow state. That's like literally what it's all about. Yeah. And yeah. Like, what you kind of just explained was what I was talking about, how it has its own heartbeat. Because, like, I don't. I don't like give anybody anything really. I just do my thing and throw the event. Everybody gets their healing process, gets their, you know, meets their best friend or like meets this person or like goes through an experience on their own because of a result of flow state. It's like, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't like plan it on purpose. I couldn't, if I tried, you just have to show up and experience it. And like, that's the magic. And when you understand that and just kind of be flexible, but with a structure, like, you understand yeah. that like things can change like the venue change and like that's not going to stop anything we're just 
this is going to happen and we're going to continue. And you just pivot. Yeah. You just, and you pivot. just keep going. Yeah. yeah. You have to have that. That's something that's, as an artist, especially, like, if anybody's listening and you want to be a musician, singer, rapper, painter, whatever, like, you know, that pivoting and being flexible, but with structure is extremely important. Like you have to have the vision, you have to have the goal. And then if you don't know the exact GPS direction, turn by turn to get there, that's okay. Like you yeah. just have to start heading in the direction. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's yeah. like consistency and over and over and over again and doing it. And Definitely. That's Definitely. where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> So your hip hop album mm. collaborations. What do you have requirements? Do you have like what? What is uh? How how do you know who you're going to collaborate mm. with? How does That's it? Yeah, they come to you. Are you reaching out to them. You see them do something live or whatever. Like you know, what's right. that? Right. What's that about? Yeah. So the first and foremost thing is that like the song has to fit the artist. You know. So like, if a person. Um, would sound great on a song but the subject matter of the song doesn't really fit what they're going through mm. you know they're they're what they would write at that moment probably wouldn't match how i feel or how the emotion or the energy of the song or they could like try to but you know so like so this is someone also for lyrics or someone for lyrics, also for the oh okay what were you thinking no no, no i was I just asking if you had people collaborate to literally create the music behind the like instrumental or i mean yeah. If sorry, it's, it's, my other you. thing, my other you. thing was just like for your hip hop album, you have all of like your acoustic work, mm -hmm. but for this, is it more what uh, instruments are you using? Like, is gotcha. it more computerized? Is there more like do you have somebody who is more creating beats on their laptop? I and got you. Yeah, collaborating that way. Yeah. That yeah. So I make a lot of my own instrumentals. Like pretty much like. I would say like 70% of the album is going to be like original beats behind like all the music, bass, guitar, sample, play the drum pad, all that cool. stuff. Oh, so you got a drum um, pad. Yeah, I usually like could play on the keyboard or I'll sample something into a machine. It's called Machine Studio mm -hmm. or I'll um, with an MK3, I mean, and then uh, I'll like slice it up, make it sound weird, turn it into something different than it is. Yeah. Um, but I am working with a producer from Oswego from college who I went to Oswego with. His name is Jay Bento. So I got some Jay Bento beats coming on the album. Wow, that <laughs> Bento beats. Really awesome. Yeah, get, it's yo, like Bento box. But right, you can get a Bento box. box. Yeah, you go on his YouTube, you could get the Bento box of beats. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. He's I awesome. Jay Bento, just the just the letter J, Bento. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, he makes really amazing beats. So I'm gonna um, use a couple beats from him, and then every beat or instrumental or song, even the ones from him. So every beat is from a person I know or somebody personally, right? And then all of the beats from him sound amazing as they are, but I've already chopped them, flipped them, yeah. turned them into my own kind of maybe arrangement. Like the mm -hmm. parts of the beats sound the same, but the arrangement yeah. is different. So I still did some work on those, and like it's very important to me to like be original but at the same time you have to allow your like originality doesn't mean that you have to start from ground zero and build up to me originality could be taking you know mariah carey's voice and turning it into like a different pitch and a different sound and a different speed and that's still originality like nobody yeah. would have nobody would have affected the sound and you're not yeah. looking at it as another artist's voice you're looking at it as a piece of inspiration like that's just a sound bite and what could i turn that into how could i change that and make it fit 
the exact specific thing that's going on in my world right now mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i have samples in some of my music released music that like you would never even know that it's from like kid cuddies in the background or like um yeah kid cuddies the only like really famous or like uh um there's another one bill withers i have like bill withers samples somewhere i have like zelda sample that wow. super mario sample wow but like you can't <laughs> tell that they're from those places because i make it sound so different and so unique and like chop it and flip it and screw it you know when you go into copyright issues <laughs> yeah and if, you, if you if you take it straight up like if you just like take someone's voice and put it on your song you but then do you that. don't have an issue if you do morph it but if, if you is... morph it like crazy and it's not noticeable if you have no idea where that came from then you have no copyright issue it's a unique different original creation like a little loophole yeah i guess you could, you could look at it that way but that's but that's the thing that i that's like the distinction that i want to make for a lot of like producers or beat makers is like don't be afraid to do that like sometimes people their like, art's already out there i guess it can yeah. be interpreted interpreted and then yeah changed the way it, it's kind of like once it's released it, it part of it's not yours it's mm. not the public's i mean the way that i look at it is with respect like i'm not like if there's something that I don't like, if you just like rip off a song and like copy and paste it, I don't like that. Gotcha. That's not yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about yeah. like right. a little tiny blip in the background of like a Michael Jackson song when he made like a tee, like some funny <laughs> shit, and then you take yeah. it and reverse it and mm -hmm. flip it and distort it and turn it into like a chipmunk sound, and then you place it in the background and it tickles your left ear, <laughs> and like that's it's Michael Jackson. You would never know, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, you never know what. I like how you said that when it tickles your left. You don't know what sound is going to tickle what part of your Right. until you hear it right yeah. it's different it's it's always fun when you hear uh, a new artist but then you hear things on their tracks and then you discover that like when they got it from a really really old piece of music like they're getting things from like the blues in mm -hmm. you know the 40s 50s 60s and you're just like oh yeah. shit and you're like oh this came from that and you're yes. like people also going back to you know through history because it's like some people have the mindset of like oh everything's already been done already mm. but it's just like but you can alter things in so many different ways and like it's not i mean music has evolved so much mm. also hip-hop is not even that old right right isn't yeah, that right. crazy yeah it's so many things are still being established in that category it's, yeah well hip-hop as we know it now but a reason why i fell in love with hip-hop and something that is quite like common knowledge but a lot of people might not think about but once i say this you're going to be like oh yeah like rhythm so hip-hop rap rhythm and poetry r-a-p right rhythm mm -hmm. and poetry mm -hmm. that is what our ancestors have always used always and forever forever and ever to share information yeah right? yeah, yeah. Words. so like it's, it's just like yeah, yeah. that yeah <laughs> hey uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, take a left at the mountain. Don't hit the cactus. Make sure you run. You know, what I mean? like, t like, like directions to the watering hole. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's what hip hop actually is like based on. And like that is what thing that made me really fall in love. It's with navigation. It so it's crazy. <laughs> no, but right. But think about like 300 years ago. Your life expectancy is shorter. You have kids, and you have to pass on the information. And you know, even go further like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago before the written word like mm. rhythm and poetry was mm. a way to like communicate mm -hmm. and like that's something it is a language yeah, for sure ancestral for sure. or something like 
I don't know, spiritual about so, it. So, all I mean, along those lines, it is storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Which Absolutely. is it is like you when you're writing your music, you're telling a story. You're yes, telling yes. your like emotional journey through things, and you're like, oh yeah, this is what happened, and everything. Is there anything you've written? Or would write that's um, a little bit like out of your realm. That's not necessarily like you write what you know, but it's it's uh, like one song you're writing about like a space alien, something like that. Have you ever done okay. anything surreal? Anything like completely like um, yeah? Well, it has like you know a little like bit of fantasy, a little bit of, like because sometimes you have you know. Um, Bands are, are artists or like I'm David Bowie, right? Yeah. It's going to be like at his, you know, elements are definitely different than like John Mayer, like, right. Right? right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. But can you that. like imagine yourself, you know, dipping your toes into different waters? For sure, for sure. So um, I really like how you put that because that's I have a good picture of what you're talking about where. You know, different artists uh, like David Bowie, you know, obviously both David Bowie and John Mayer could take you on a journey throughout the course of a song. Mm-hmm. But David Bowie might be a little more like, uh, well, I would say John Mayer would be like, he talks about real subjects through like metaphors and like kind of like, I really like how he like can stretch out one metaphor and look at it 10 different ways and explain mm. a topic like that to you. Mm. But David Bowie would actually create this whole fucking like space journey. Like a world, Odyssey. right? Yeah, yeah, he creates this whole world yeah. that you like step into and it's like, um, yeah, so that's like a mark of a really great songwriter. I would like to think so. Well, I mean, both of them do that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just they're two very two, two different styles. unique styles. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, and I would say I'm a I'm a more familiar fan of John Mayer. Like I know more of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love them both. But How would you describe your style? How my style, you, yeah. Um, it's a free flyer style. <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> but what do you when you say free flyers? What do you what do you mean by that? Yeah, you so, need more description. Yeah, so the free flyers in general is just the concept that you're free to fly. Like you are free to do what you want. If John Mana and the Free Flyers at a Free Flyers concert, it's like just the vibe and the essence and the energy and the aura is just like, this is my life. Like, mm-hmm. I am free to do what I want with my life. Mm-hmm. And I try to really, like, channel that through my songs and, like, you know, honest expression. And, like, that's right now the hardest thing for me is, like, just being honest with these, like, songs that are, like, you know, a little bit difficult to write about, like, real emotional things and, like not being afraid of like you know just speaking the truth and the honesty and like yeah, do you ever, vulnerability you know? yeah 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 do you ever um struggle with like the decision for how much you want to reveal in your music from your personal life and like that's how much you want to keep yeah, private that's kind of what i'm feeling at this moment currently like writing this song right now on this podcast <laughs> right now on this podcast because i because before this podcast i was at home writing that song and i'm still writing that song in my brain right now like mm, yeah and, um, yeah so so deja vu right? in there. yeah so it's the concept of um Deja vu, obviously, we know what deja vu is, and mm-hmm. the song is the concept of entering into a new relationship with a new person, and it's awesome and it's amazing and it's really awesome and fun, but you're still kind of like stuck up on your past relationship or like stuck up on something, and the feeling of deja vu, like 
when I'm with you, I still get deja vu of something that I did with her. You know what I mean? And yes. Like, yeah. Now you can understand yeah. why that's like a very emotional thing. Yeah. And like the yeah. other thing too is like how I said like you don't have to live in those emotions and like it's hard sometimes as a songwriter to like write songs and then go back to it and jump back into that emotion when you don't want to sometimes you don't want to sit there and sulk and be like that but the guitar will pull it out of you like the, <laughs> the sound will pull it out of you well and, uh, let's say true. you you uh you know let's say you you completed writing deja vu mm-hmm. um and the meaning it has for you when you play it like you know today yeah is going to be completely different than when you play it like 20 years from now right it's going to right it's going to now reference complete a completely different situation it Mm -hmm. now kind of has a different it has a different meaning basically because you're not the same person you were you may you're not in you may not be in the same relationship or you may not be in you know you're not in the same state of mind so it, it's it, my my point is just touching on that is it's both like can be like a bit somber and sad and like bittersweet when you do have such emotions and real specific mm-hmm. like memories in your mind that yeah. were attached to the song but it's also quite beautiful that it can transition into something entirely new wow. and different and you, I was like thinking about it because I was like oh Taylor Swift coming out like having to at a completely different age she's older now she's gone yeah. through many different things in her life and she had to re-record mm. right her song she was struggling the whole big people know the oh, story wow. with the studio because they didn't like release it for her. she didn't yeah. have the rights whatever she re-recorded a lot of her old music and it's just like i was just thinking about that i'm like wow for her to go through that process yeah. it's probably some things are eerily like similar or it's just it's a completely different experience because you don't have the same knowledge also she i mean you you i mean hopefully so i guess people when they get older are still immature but (laughs) i would like to think you have a different level of maturity right also when you're looking back at your previous relationships you have hopefully you're less um you know, some people get less bitter, For sure, like yeah, less, yeah. you know, holding on to things yeah, less because people can get angry. Like people can get, people don't get over it because I don't think they want to necessarily, right? They still want to, yeah. they still, that's the only way it still lives inside their heart is if they still have these strong emotions attached to it mm-hmm. instead of being like, like you were saying, like you can control your reaction, your response mm-hmm. to things. Um, instead of just like people having it like you know forgive and forget just we'll let it wash away for sure yeah for <laughs> right? sure so how do we even start with this oh my gosh <laughs> this is me going off on so many no, tangents as usual so you're so on point <laughs> um, so anyway great Taylor Swift analogy amazing <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> um, I really liked it oh well oh gosh genius <laughs> no please stop keep going with it. <laughs> um, it was good <laughs> <laughs> so your so your Deja Vu song yeah. um Let's just can can we dive into? I'm not going to get into your your personal life, but mm-hmm. you were just mentioning relationships mm-hmm. and right, like so much of music is about <laughs> love, <laughs> like so much is about um, 
you know, it, just about relationships or about somebody you met or a lover or this or whatever, whatever. It's always about some sort of connection with somebody. Right. Um, and it has to do like how many freaking breakup songs yeah. are out there? Yeah. And I don't say that. I don't mean no, that. There's in a one mean more way. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's yeah, one more. Yeah. You just added one to the library. Yeah. Um, because there are so many, right? Mm. But I am curious. Why do you think? There are so many breakup songs. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's kind of a hard thing to process sometimes, right? It could be a very hard thing to process. And to me, music, like always, you'll hear me say this over and over again, is music is a genetic DNA instruction. Mm. Like mm. what I mean by that is, okay. you know, the understanding of how powerful our words are, mantras and repeating repetition. And so when you write yourself lyrics, you're writing genetic material instruction. You're, hmm. you're when you speak those words, when you sing those lyrics, how great does it feel to say, I hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. How fucking good does it feel to sing that at the top of your lungs, right? Because you're telling your body, like, I'm over it. You're telling your body and I love your that body example. reacts. Yes. Right? And yeah. so that's something that I'm really aware of when I write songs. So like I'm very cautious about like what I'm going to be repeating for the next 50 years and singing for the next, you know, for the however long the song lives. And, yeah. Also, um, it always will be relatable. Yeah. That's and it'd be honest and honest. But at the same yeah. time, like, you know, you have to you have to, like, tell yourself how you're going to live your life. You can't just, like, be a passenger to your life. And I think yeah. that using lyrics is a really strong way that I do that. And yeah, so that's kind of how I would handle that, you know. So... <clears throat> Just taking it back, way back. No, you're not that old. Um, where did you grow up? In New York City, Lower East Side. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did were there was there anybody in your family who had a connection to music? No, Creed? actually, not really. Okay. Yeah, so I started playing piano when I was like seven or eight, and I quit after like a year because I wanted to play karate because all my friends were <laughs> all my friends were doing piano. Yeah. I'm the keys for punches. Yeah, right. a typical, like, you know, a typical. Wait, um, how long did you spend at karate? Uh, only like another year. <laughs> and then went to guitar? And then went to boxing. But, okay, yeah. okay. And then went to hockey. I played ice hockey for a very long time. Yo. Yeah, I got very competitive ice hockey. You a fan? You have you have a hockey team? Yeah, I'm like... a New York Rangers fan. I like the New York Rangers. Oh, yeah, classic. I'm classic. Devils. Whatever. Okay, okay, whatever. okay. Yeah, I've crazy. been to some Devils games. I love it. It's okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, we're, you know, we're... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for like uh, hockey games, like it, it's just the most uh, thrilling game for me to watch live yeah it's amazing right? hockey's like, phenomenal so i love fun. it um so yeah i did the i really really did that thing and then um it wasn't until i went to school for my first year freshman year for hockey um i was playing hockey and i was not like doing school i was like doing terrible in school and huh. i dropped out of that college to come home and go to community college and like my whole life pivoted. I Yo, started I really focusing on music. Where'd you go? Bring Community College. Oh, okay. I went to Burkdale. Okay, okay. Yo, I am definitely an advocate for Community College. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was lost not bad or at all. uncertain, or they need it, it's so helpful. It was not bad at all, and 
I studied music there too. So like I have some music, you know, two years of music from there. Actually, like there was like a rock band class where we would just like, it was amazing. Yeah, it was like, I I think it was called Rock. Was Jack Black your teacher? (laughs) (laughs) No, but he he basically was Jack Black. Our teacher was basically Jack Black. It was amazing. That guy definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Seen that movie so many times. Oh my God. That is super cool. Like our whole curriculum, our whole curriculum was to show up weekly, once a week and practice. And then we had to play a concert at the end of the year, like live, wow. like playing guitar and singing live. Wow. And I, each person had like four songs. So like, were, I were there like specific musicians you learned about in that class? No, we just like okay. he, we just got together and played our instruments. And he said like, let's try song? this. Yeah, he said let's try this song. And then the song went really well. And like, all right, let's add it to the set list. Let's try this what song. Songs? Um, what did we do? Oh, it was a long time ago. Feels like, but we did. Um, uh, we did a lot of songs. Damn, I did. Uh, what's that song? And uh, specifically, like rock music. Yeah, there was some rock music. Like there was some uh, ACDC. Okay. There was some. Mm-hmm. I forget like the titles of songs, but there was some uh, really just really good music. Oh, Alicia Keys. I played like Alicia oh. Keys. If I ain't got you, I played that on the days. I played guitar Ooh. for. I like Shallow. It. Different. Is the song Shallow? Like, What's the name of that song? I didn't even know the song until I heard the, it, but it was in a famous movie. Like, the, uh, A Star is Born? Like yes, that, that oh, song. Okay. I played that song. Wow. You know, I probably... Before t- Gaga was in Yeah, that was a Gaga. <laughs> you know, people probably love that song and are very offended that I didn't know the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. No, 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 I think it is called... Uh, you got it. It's fine. We, into we the all shower. knew what you yeah, meant. You we know, all knew what you But meant. yeah, we, it was a while ago, but we did all those things and it was a great experience. And, but that was... And then I went to university after that. And like, got you. Okay. Yeah, then now I'm here doing my thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one thing leads to the other, right? Like mm-hmm. you ever really like finding those classes? Did you ever need um, uh, like a a little push, like a budget to be like, oh, go after this thing, or you immediate like you were a decisive kid, depending and you immediately on knew. What do you mean? Like just your what track you were on, like you immediately knew, like um, oh yeah, I'm gonna do more of this music thing, or like oh yeah, this rock class, or like oh when you decided, let's say when you like stopped piano and you went to karate, then you went yeah. to boxing. Was that like you just being like yeah, like I I'm done with this next, like doing this one next, or like you needed encouragement mm. from your parents or friends or anything? Yeah, no, I, I didn't really need much encouragement to do the things I wanted to do, but if you tried to get me to do something I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck with that. <laughs> um, I what did was... you not? What did you not like in school? What was? The... Um, I honestly, I was a very bad student. I would just not like. I would just not like math. Would... No. Yeah, math. No way. <laughs> No chance you're getting me. <laughs> I know, it is. No you chance. really have to love math. I'm great at geometry. If you're going, that's good. I'm really good at geometry um, and algebra. But there's some math that I just like. Geometry can be a bitch sometimes. That's good. Yeah, you're I think geometry is like more my, real life. My sister has a degree in math. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah not me. Right? Like, not yeah. me either. I mean, I did my own. But that's even, that's like, you had to go, she had to go all that way yeah, to um, have a degree in math. She yeah. really likes it. Good for her. But it's like to the point where her courses were less numbers and more letters. Like, they're oh, theorizing God. about math. Oh, like, what God. is that? <laughs> That's wild. So I get it. I feel you. No, that's yeah. beautiful, but it's just not the type of not the type of. Uh, it's for her. You do yeah. you. You know, everybody. Yeah, does. for sure. But just to like give you an example, like 
I even in classes I love like art class like if the um, I remember like I make jewelry now too, but like back when I was a kid, like in, in art class, we did like metalworking, we were making jewelry and like, that was really cool. And the teacher was like doing something on the board and I'm here like taking the techniques that she's teaching us and taking yeah. like that information, but making a different shape and making a different thing mm. and like, you know, failing technically getting an F because I'm not making the same thing that they're making, well, but I'm just like, I don't want to. Silly. Yeah. yeah I right. Don't Cause you're supposed to just follow right. the rules. You're exactly. supposed to just follow directions. Right. But what is the harm when somebody colors outside of the line? Yeah, so right? I was really good at like understanding that, you know, there are important things about school, like mm -hmm. technique and like mm -hmm. the understanding mm -hmm. of things, but ultimately it's like how you turn that into something that you create. Like you don't want to just copy everything. You're you not wanna... conforming. Yeah, yes. that's that was kind of like yes. my attitude for a very long time when I was in school. I get that. And that's pretty much still my attitude now. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> So music videos, yeah. Have you like what? What is that? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, we have a couple. We have a couple. So I have a few music videos it. released. Mm -hmm. uh, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's John Mana and the Free Flyers. That's my YouTube. Um, and then I have a new song that I'm planning to shoot a music video for. It's called Hit Different. So that video is going to come soon. Uh, I have one music video that's just sitting in the vault that's not released yet. So I'm going to drop Ooh. that. Probably around like the album drop, flow state time, like cool. beginning okay. of summer, I'll probably drop that music video. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting just to add, I think that I can add like animation. I think I'm going to hire like a professional animator because the video looks phenomenal, but I am also really inspired by, uh, you, are you a fan of Kid Cudi? Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, I don't really yeah. But you don't know his music lot. videos or if I told you I don't video. know if I've ever. So. After this, actively on my own one right yeah so if you're listening to the podcast and you want to like see this video <laughs> it's amazing type in the day and night kid cutting music video and okay. there's like animations over the screen and um, i love when i do animations yeah the animations are so on point so like the video is great but the animations take it to another level so i haven't released this uh video yet because i think i'm going to add the day and night style kind of like kid cutting animation over it very inspired okay. by that um so yeah that's uh that's scheduled to come out soon but yeah ultimately right now i'm just working on the live ep launching patreon creating all of this behind the scenes content and like learning how to really make myself into that you know content creator because it's not yeah. about creating content what it's about is like just documenting my progress you know and like when i now that i've looked at it that way and i understand it in that kind of way it's fun and it's enjoyable like yeah. i'm not trying to be a youtuber or a content creator i just want to make myself better and i have the means like i said like if you're an artist nowadays you should document yourself and you should be able to like see your pro oh my Absolutely. god i found a usb stick with songs from 2015 wow yeah like two or three days ago just a couple wow. days ago yeah and they were not terribly terrible <laughs> that's a cool neat rediscovery yeah it was really cool it was when i was in arizona for a little bit and i was recording at a friend's music studio and that was in 2015, and wow. I, yeah, that USB was... sticks. Yeah. Like, it was cool. <laughs> I remember when we still used floppy disks. What's that? Right oh, my God. Like, you know what that is. Ew. Now they're used as coasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a coaster. <laughs> Takes forever to load. <laughs> you can fit, like, oh my one... Gosh, you yeah. can fit one song on it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my um, God. Um, 
just gonna check back in here if you have any musical instruments you'd like to add oh my gosh yeah it looks like we're getting down to it um cajon mm. djembe maraca uh triangle classic kazoo <laughs> a rain stick a didgeridoo I just love that the name of that. Didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? It's great. Uh hi hat. A kick, a snare. A shaker. Um a sound bowl, healing bowl. <laughs> Uh, wind chimes. That's a cool instrument. I use that in a song. I use my dog's collar in a song. Oh, <laughs> that's dog collar. <laughs> that's definitely an instrument. <laughs> that's creative. Uh, yeah, I love stuff like that. Do you want to know how many you have so far? Uh, twenty. That's counting. Oh, close, but no. Eighteen. No, higher. Higher. How Above twenty. Twenty-two. Okay, I'm with that. I have twenty-two so far. Um. Uh, did I say bass guitar? You did not. Ooh. You did just say guitar, so we could get down to bass specifics. guitar. You, uh, you uh, bass ukulele, mm. ukulele. <laughs> um. There are just so many more that I just that like <laughs> I just know that like um, it's on the tip of my tongue technically. <laughs> did I say voice? Voice is an instrument. You did. You did, did say it. voice. Right. Yeah. Cool, cool. I wanted to make sure we counted. That one. That's a good. <laughs> it's <one>. counted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that might be about all I could come up with at the quickest that's a that's a solid number um also just please share your we are also going to drop it in the description when mm -hmm. we uh post this week and when we share the podcast for all to hear mm -hmm. um share your instagram any other plugs you yeah. want to add anything else coming that you want people to be aware of for sure for sure so it's John Mana Music. Um, my last name is spelled M-A-N-A. -A. Um, John Mana. John with the H. J-O-H-N. Not that J-O-N. Nah, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Jonathan either. <laughs> is that only your mom calls you that or something? No, I'm, that's not my name. My name is John. Yeah, it's Wait, John. there's really no, it's it's just John. Yeah, there's, there's no, no. I never I never do assume, you know, because it's yeah. true. Not everybody is a Jonathan, and yeah, it's short. No. It's just... It's just John. I like that. No Simple. There you go. Yep. So it's John Mana Music on Instagram. Uh, yeah, get connected with me on YouTube. I have really cool videos. That's John Mana and the Free Flyers. Through Instagram, through YouTube, you can find my uh, Patreon page, and I'm sure it'll be linked in here too. If it's if you're listening like before the middle of December, it might not be launched yet, but I'm launching it in like a week or two. Uh, so. I have the date set for December 10th, but we might have to push it back. It's a lot, dude. Patreon is a lot, but I'm excited and I'm ready for it. And I have a lot of really great content. Also, if you sign up with like the biggest, the highest tier, you get like a free guitar lesson every month. 
Or Whoa. if you don't want to do guitar, you could do a vocal lesson. You could do a songwriting lesson. We could do a poetry. Like, we could do 30 minutes of poetry. So everybody who's, like, the highest tier of my Patreon gets, like, a 30-minute video chat for a month where we could do, like, something like that. Nice. Uh, along with a bunch of other really cool things um, behind the scenes. You know, updates of demos, like Deja Vu. Like, you'll be able to hear the demo I'm actually working on before it's ready. Like, without the final lyrics. Like, wow. the sketch lyrics. You know, some cool stuff like that. So, yeah, and I'm really appreciative of, like, all the support. And we're just building. And after, you know, this week or these two or three weeks, I'm getting into that flow. And I'm going to create that cycle of Patreon and keep that going. And then I'm going to shift my focus to planning the next flow state. Because... You know, we're getting into the beginning of the new year, and you yeah, know, sometimes I, I need at least like four or three months to plan it. So we're planning the next flow state that's looking to happen in uh, June. So the first one should be June of 2022. So exciting! Yeah, it's very, very exciting. exciting. So, <laughs> and we're gonna keep it summer based, and we're gonna keep it outdoorsy, camping, great experience, safe space. Just cool. And people lives. can find the details of that when you officially like release it closer to June. Where do you Yeah, on Instagram. Okay, on cool. Instagram it's flowstate.events and you cool. can find it from my page. You can just type it in, it'll probably pop up right away. Um, flowstate.events and that's where you could just like follow and we'll have a lot of uh, updates like being posted. I also have all of the video and photo from like the first two events that I have not posted yet on purpose. So I'm gonna like mm. roll it out slowly and start okay. to post all those. So that's okay. really fun. You'll get to see like a, a little tease. Of, yeah. People. <laughs> yeah. Keep people waiting. Okay. Yeah. You get to see all that stuff. So in the in the due time because we wanna make sure that you know, like I said, it's a summer thing and it's something that takes so much energy and so much effort that like I have to respect that and just like now is just kind of like my time to work on me and work on my artistry and then summer comes around go cycle into that and they go hand in hand but they both take like focused attention you know so yeah that's kind of the stage that we're at right now yeah Yeah, we're writing these songs and getting ready for the album the listening party the live ep so yeah listening party is invite only but if you want to come shoot me a dm you know it's, it's a private event but it'll be a lot of fun this all sounds wonderful. Uh, a lot of great stuff you have given us this evening. You are closing it out with 24 on your list. Um, everybody, just make sure you stay tuned for more. There's so much to come. John just told you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, um, thank you. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for playing. Yeah. And thank fun. you, everyone, for listening. This has been Sessions with Mary Jane. I'm Rena Ezra. Have a great day or night or morning, wherever you are.